Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Red Heat and Rage, Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Barenzi alongside the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart. Actually, uh, quite a, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, right now, man. We've got afternoon uh, baseball. I actually like the baseball card from a uh, betting perspective uh, here this evening. We've got the Canadian Open uh, golf going on. Yeah. Are you on the D-backs this afternoon? No, I am not. You're on the Cubs? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I was just hoping we could cheer for something together because I'm no. on Arizona. No, I, I don't. Uh, I generally stay away from afternoon baseball for the most part. That's kind of interesting, but you'll bet on... Uh Soccer from different countries. It's not the afternoon there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've actually stayed away from the international stuff in the last, uh, I don't know, 12 to 16 hours. Being more selective? Or so, yeah. yeah. I've just, I lost too many times in a row yeah, with we- uh, international stuff. I hit some soccer uh, last night, but that was MLS uh, soccer. But uh, no, Cam, it's, um, you know. I know you're you're new to uh, the betting game and uh, new to the industry, so uh, I'll explain something. <laughs> no, the reason I don't bet, you know, afternoon games. Number one, I don't want to set myself back going into a night when I like the card. Yeah. So I, don't, I just don't bet the game for the sake of it. But in all honesty, it's like Sunday afternoon games. I don't really bet Sunday afternoon games in baseball that much. These getaway games, Cam, they're getaway day games. Getaway day games are different, man. They're tough. When teams are they're hitting the road, today's the day where the lineups will be a little bit strange. Or yesterday, these afternoon games, they just they don't play to his regular form, I find. Specifically Sunday. Sunday's a total crapshoot in baseball. Sunday, it's the it's like they're I, I take more home teams on Sunday. They're um usually. Does it work? Yeah, it does. It actually does. <laughs> I like to see the numbers. I would too. Because I like no, to see the facts. If, I'm, if I'm home saying, teams win more on Sunday I, as opposed to other I'm days. I'm saying I, I, I document and keep track of like what we're doing, like a daily thing on the spreadsheet and stuff. And it says on Sunday, I'm not saying I bet blindly every home team. I'm just saying the home team. A lot of the time, the visitors, when they go down big and early, it's just like, let's get the hell out of town. Let's get out of Dodge. Like Sundays. Yeah, Sundays, no, without a doubt. You know, oftentimes Sundays early games can be an advantage for the home team because there's no batting practice. It takes players out of their rhythm on early morning games, especially on a weekend, but there's generally not 1 o'clock games during the week. But there's no batting practice on Sunday mornings. So, number one, that's just something that's different. There's, it's too early. They're not setting up uh, the cage at 9 a.m. No one's going no to show up. So it's basically, all right, so suddenly there's no batting practice. Sundays, the lineup is never the regular starting lineup. I don't care if it's the home team or the visiting team. And it's the same, same uh, thing with these getaway uh, games. 
They're beaten down. It's an extra day of rest. They figure, all right, listen, I'm playing. We're playing tomorrow night. I, I won't play a couple of guys today. That's like a complete day, you know, almost two days off for them, right? They last played last night. Now they're not going to play until Friday night again. So that that's one of the reasons why I generally stay away from uh, from baseball in the afternoon, unless I really have a good reason and I like something sure. a lot. It was good. Well, during your talk in Arizona, just hit a grand slam. They're up 6-1. to one. Good news. Uh, the Cubs, I appreciate that. Cubs, uh, Cubs have been uh, struggling. It's weird, Gabe. But certain, uh, as of late. Certain teams have certain teams' numbers. And over time, Arizona is one of those teams that does really well against the Cubs. There's no, I don't know the rhyme or reason behind it, but they re- every time they play Chicago, they, they really do well against them. They take them down all the time. Well, the Cubs uh, Cubs can't pitch uh, right now. They're having pitching uh, issues. Fortun- yep. Fortunately for them, the Milwaukee Brewers are doing their usual, usual mid-July slide. And, uh, you know, they've stumbled out of the gate. They've already um, Got smoked, seated. Smoked by the Nationals the other night. They've already seated uh, the division lead to the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how just basically on a yearly basis how the Milwaukee Brewers are doing this right now. You sort of get a little bit of excited about them. I still think they'll hit that, uh, that win total we told you to take that it would go over the number. But every time, you know, the Brewers, man, they hit a wall coming out of the All-Star break. Last year was the exact same thing. And they know it, too. It's in their heads. That's why it's it's it plays on them. They're not terrible out of the All Star break. They're five hundred. Yeah, they're that's not going to be good enough, right? And baseball is a sport where it's not going to be good enough. You can't get in your own head because it's it's such precision based. You're off by a millimeter here, like a little lo- bit here. Like uh, that's the thing. And look at the Pirates. They went on that huge run. They just kept on winning and winning and winning. When you come to the ballpark happy and you're getting things done, all of a sudden it's like you're a kid again. Good things are happening. Dodgers uh, lineup was just released. Peterson, yep. Machado, Muncy, Grandal, Kemp, Bellinger, wow. Taylor, Verdugo, and uh, Hill. Verdugo in center field here. Tonight. Murderers Row. That's a ni- that's a nice lineup. Thing, thing with yeah, and actually this isn't. That's not even all they're starting. I know. Sort of, and it's still beautiful. <laughs> they got some damn good, damn good players on that team. The Dodgers are so deep; they have the luxury of all right, right-hander, left-hander, yeah. you're in, you're out. Yeah. Um, you know, splits. Okay, you do well against this pitcher. Like they're a pretty deep team, right? And think now with Machado as well. Machado's been uh, pretty good for them too. Yeah, he's he's clutch. He's hustling too. The, that triple game, like you see him coming out of the box, like he's really happy. Well, to the beat guy's him. never played a meaningful yeah. baseball games before, right? Yeah, exactly. Now suddenly he's, he's got a bounce in the step. Yeah, he's he's happy and uh, he's enthusiastic. Think what the Dodgers is. They're a damn good team, but they're, they. Uh, I always use the analogy. They're like Michigan State basketball. It takes Michigan State basketball like six putbacks to get a stupid basket. They work hard. They're all over the rim, but they miss. And the Dodgers, I swear to God, man, like they're right up there every year uh, with runners left uh, in scoring position. Nobody has the bases loaded as much as the Dodgers on a nightly basis. Like they consistently load the bases. They get one run out of it. You know, it's amazing. But Machado's a difference maker here. He's just, you know, he's so good. He doesn't feel that pressure, and he's new to the team, so that's not in his head. And there's been a couple of times where, whatever, man, he just gets a single. There's no drama and stuff. Bam, first pitch, single. You know, the, he hasn't crushed a lot of home runs or anything with the Dodgers, but Dodgers have the most home runs in the National League already. They're a dangerous team. I think they yeah. should win they, the National I League. I agree. I think they're going to represent the National League, but then you got to deal with either Boston 
the Yankees, Houston, like all those. The, the, there's so many world beaters in the American League. Yankees, uh, I'm not uh, – I don't think the Yankees are uh, – I don't uh, I don't think the Yankees are a legitimate threat to win the World Series. I might be in a minority here. You know the Yankees over the last 28 games, what their record is? 14 and 14. Exactly 500? They're, they're playing 500, 500 as well. Over the last month, it's not just a, a small sample size. And the Red Sox are kick, kicking ass. They look great. You know, the Yankees, they rely on the log ball. They have a lot of guys that strike out a lot. It's mm-hmm. the modern uh, style of baseball team, so it's sort of all or nothing uh, with these guys. But, and their pitching is suspect, they bring in Jay Happ. Uh, so the trade is done. Jay Happ has been traded from the Toronto Blue Jays to the New York uh, Yankees. And, you know, Happ... Hop had a nice little run with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'll give him credit uh, for it, but it appears as though he hit the wall, man, about a month ago. And right when the trade talks started, he had his worst performances of the year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's the trade talks. I think he's just tired. I, I think I'm saying Corver at that time, though, when they started talking about it and they rolled him out there, he had a great early start to the campaign. Yeah, and but he started now to struggle. Yeah, but that's because people seen him a couple of times more. Like he's not that good, right? I mean, he's he's good, he's but good. he's okay. Yeah, he's better than average. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know if like you're the Yankees, if you're a Yankee fan, you really think Jay Hatch putting you over the top? Like I don't know, he might pitch well in a game. Yeah. He might not. He's not an ace. He was the Blue Jays ace. <laughs> he was the ace of a team that's a sub-500 team. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. we're, we're rolling out some some bad pitches. Yeah, I'm though. just saying. Hey, like, you, you see what they're rolling out now. Like Even the Minnesota game, they got guys who are fifth starters in the bullpen now. Biagini shouldn't even be in the major league. Like, the Blue Jays' arms are awful. Like, when you, when you look at it, they got some real bad dudes. It's a train wreck. I think the deal was pretty good uh, for for the Toronto Blue Jays when it's all said and done. So um, it's official. The Yankees get Jay Happ from the Toronto Blue Jays in exchange for infielder Brandon uh, Drury and outfielder Billy McKinney. Great name. Billy McKinney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy McKinney. No, yeah, he's a he's good. I'll tell you. Listen, Drury's the better one out of this uh, in this deal. Drury, okay. Drury's a decent player who hasn't got to play with the Yankees because of their depth. That's the thing. Drew, Man, Drew, he's not he, a bad ball player. He's had injury issues. Yep. He's had migraine issues. He's had injury issues. But he's only 25 years old, and he's somebody that was good enough to be the starting third baseman coming into the year for the Yankees. But migraine issues uh, were an issue for him. You know, he hit 290, uh, 294 in, uh, in AAA baseball. Only five home runs in 55 games. But, you know, he seems to be like he could be a solid a solid maybe 270, 280 type of yep. hitter in Major League Baseball if everything comes together uh, for him. It's just another young asset, another young piece. A player that, listen, you can plug this guy in the starting lineup next year. For sure. Or, hell, this year. Oh, yeah, now. At some point. We'll see what happens with Donaldson, right? Donaldson's not going to be playing. But the Jays are sort of stockpiling this young talent, led by Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's the number one prospect in baseball. They have a couple good young guys now. Dante Bichette's kid yep. is... Bo Bichette. Uh, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette is... Uh, is uh, what is it? Bobo? Boba Fett? Bobo. <laughs> yeah. Bo Bichette. Yeah. <laughs> hey, name Bo Bichette. <laughs> Cody Clemens is also yeah, in, in, in the, the rotation. Yeah. And Gurriel. Like, in the system. He's not a pitcher, Cody Clemens. No. But Cody Clemens isn't on the same level as um, Guerrero Jr. is, like, literally the best prospect oh, in baseball. Definitely. Like, you know, he's he's better than his father was, at the, you know, at the same age. 
And, yeah, I think Bichette's like a top 10 prospect, too. So they've got some prospects. You throw Drury in here. He'll probably play third base. He can play multiple positions. Yep. Donaldson's not going to be on the team next nope. year. So, whatever. They I got mean, t- they got a couple good guys. Teoscar Hernandez is a good young uh, hitter. I think he's going to do well. This Gurriel kid's going to be definitely a with listen, I ripped the Jays off twenty five home run guy. I ripped the Jays off, and I think they did a pretty good job when it was yeah. all said and done. Perhaps thirty five years old too, Gabe. And he's in the final year of a deal. Like, yeah, what are you going to get for him? Like, yeah, that's the thing. You got to get something. So, the Yankees want him. Yeah, they did okay. But if if you're a Yankee fan, all right, it's nice depth addition. He's okay. He's not great. And now we'll see what he's like under pressure as well when he's pitching. It's one thing to pitch uh, for the Blue Jays when nobody cares. It's another thing now to pitch when everybody's going to care. After you know, look, they booed Stanton in the in the, in the home opener. <laughs> Five strike a boo. He just gets here. Okay. I guess he's supposed to do what Sonny Gray couldn't do. And I remember you last year and both Tony Sincata were like, I don't know, Sonny Gray's okay, he's not great. And I said, no, no, he'll be good. He'll be good with the Yankees, and he hasn't been. He gets lit up at home. Yeah. Like, he gets crushed at Yankee Stadium. That, so it's to the point where you almost just, you know, you got to pitch him on the road. So yeah. it's it's a tough ballpark for pitchers there, too, man. That, anything in the summer, you get flight on that ball. To me, the crushed. Yankees aren't on the same level, though, as the uh, the Houston Astros and the Boston Red mm-hmm. Sox. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, the I, the I, Red Sox are on another level, and, um, and the Houston Astros, they're just, you know, they're damn good. And I don't really think they've turned the switch yet, really, to be honest. It's weird for the Astros. They play like every game's a meaningless game for them. Look at their pitching. They roll out. Yeah. They, like that's the thing. When Dallas Keuchel's a guy that you're concerned about, they can roll out Cole, McCullers, Verlander. They got to be careful like they don't burn the arms dangerous. out so yeah. going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. But they're like you look up and down their lineup when they, when I'm going through their pitching, I'm just like this guy's a killer. That was a great pitching duel last night. I watched that game. I had Colorado, Gray Oh man, they it was fantastic. Like John, I, not yeah, Sonny. Yeah, John, John Gray. The other, <laughs> yeah, exactly the good Gray. Him and Cole Gabe. What a performance with strikeouts too. That was a beautiful baseball game. That was a great game to watch. We've got the a- the Angels and the White Sox coming up. You yeah, White Sox are too? already up. Yep, one nothing. Uh, one nothing. Good guys. It's amazing. I need. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to tell you something, Gabe. If the White Sox beat the Angels tonight and take uh, t- take what is it three out of four. There's a lot of people like it's like it's because people had the Blue Jays. You're in getting my close to the Major League That's, Baseball Survivor ending. It's 11, right? Four guys had the Blue Jays. They get swept by Minnesota. They're done. Like they have to, <laughs> they they have to sweep their next series to push. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, now, yeah. I'm on Colorado. We we needed that win last night, so we're one and one. But you know, we ha- we have a lot of work to do. But if the White Sox beat the Angels, there'll be two teams left in the pool, and we'll be making a call. Dring dring. Want to split twenty? It'd be a nice score. Right before Vegas, too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I don't think. I hope they. I, that's the thing. I, I hope this thing. I hope this thing ends, Gabe, in three weeks because uh, I'd like to go down with with a little bit of money. Like, remember when you won the Super Contest? You're like, man, there's nothing like being in this town when I got stacks of money. It's, it's, <laughs> being in Vegas when you're having money problems, it's not a fun town. No, to it be isn't. Around. But it's also dangerous when you have money. Angels just scored again, too. Wow, Bing, Bing, just two home runs right off the bat. Calhoun just went. Oh, there one, there one. you go. Yeah, the dream. Don't yeah. even talk. About no, no, I, I know. Talk good about Arizona. No, you got to no, say yeah. something. You got to say something like say Angels suck or something, and then the White Sox will come back and win. I'm not saying anything. I just cursed it. The Angels <laughs> are chokers. If yeah. it makes you feel better, thank you. <laughs> they won last night. Mike Sosha overmanages. If that makes you feel better, he does. 
He really does. You know, yeah, he's old. He's old school overmanage. That's uh, that's his game. All right. So we've got um, uh, we've got some CFL football this evening, and uh, there's a Johnny Manziel sighting. Everybody, his price is uh, skyrocketed on DraftKings. But we advise you people not to take Johnny no. Manziel yet this evening. Johnny Manziel's up to you know this is what's crazy. I hope people take him. Johnny Manziel is nine thousand five hundred dollars. Matt Nichols is nine thousand two hundred. I know. Matt Nichols is actually a starting quarterback. Correct. So like Johnny Manziel will be the starting quarterback, guys, in Montreal sooner rather than later. All right, he's going to be, uh, but he's not tonight. Vernon Adams is back. Vernon Adams gets the, the call tonight. Manziel's only been there for two days, guys. Uh, Mike Sherman doesn't want to rush him on the field, uh, but expect to see Manziel with a couple of plays. But I think Vernon Adams could be a steal tonight, DFS uh, purposes. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio now. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. DailyRoto.com. Ben Kramer will join us at 5 o'clock. Ricky Sanders joins us in the 6 o'clock hour. Ricky! Ricky Sanders from RotoCurve.com. Although I see uh, Ricky announced on Twitter... That uh, he is moving on from rotocurve.com uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. So um, we'll see what uh, is in uh, Ricky Sanders' future, one of the best DFS players uh, in the business. Lots of fantasy movement, too, during the summer. A lot of guys are uh, switching around right before football season. Movement time. Yeah, it's like uh, player transaction. Exactly. So player's transaction, of course, last week, a big deal that went down was uh, DeMar DeRozan traded to the uh, San Antonio Spurs, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Delta Marta Rosen uh, had been in Toronto his entire career, was a staple in the community, uh, but um, was pretty much the uh, the villain, according to the general manager, Masai Ujiri, as to why the Raptors kept hitting the wall in the playoffs. So Masai Ujiri just didn't like DeMar DeRozan's game, and evidently he didn't like him enough to um, to be honest with him on the way out. DeMar DeRozan did the interview, his first, uh, first sit-down, um, he sat down uh, with Chris Haynes, I believe, from uh, from ESPN and basically reiterated what he initially stated online, that there was no miscommunication. Messiah Jerry said, well, there was miscommunication. No. He said, no, there's no miscommunication. He flat out lied to me. He told me days before the trade that I was not part of this package. And... Now, listen, there's a lot of people that blame DeMar DeRozan soft in the playoffs and screw him anyways. And as Pete Annapolis brought up, the Raptors gave him $139 million. They paid, paid quite well. Right. So, but now we find out he's lied to. We find out, number two, that uh, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, the owner of the organization, never contacted him at all. They still haven't to this day. So basically, he got lied to, traded, and bye bye, ignored. Yeah, after all this, That's, not even a thank you, not even hey sorry, not nothing. They never spoke to that, him. That's 
That's so disgusting. Like when other when other radio networks are saying putting commercials together in a paper. Thanks, no. Demar. Even thanks, stations Demar. that have fired me yeah. gave me the old fake. That, hey, we well, wish you the best. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I, I was listening to a game. I was listening to a game on the radio, the baseball game, and they had thank you, Demar, for your time in Toronto. They did like a package or like highlights. It was it was really well done. So you're telling me, the ownership group. So not even. The, the ones right at the top. No, I'm, I'm telling you that Masai Jerry told him to his yeah. face, we're not trading you. You're yes. not part of the package. That's what I'm to saying. To him being part of the package, to him never hearing from one person at all. He at, was on his own. At MLSE. Like, how do I get my stuff from the arena? Like, what? just everything. What like, he's joke. on his own. They never spoke to him. That's sick. Never spoke to him. That's disgusting, actually. Right? So a lot of people out there, or you know, whatever, a lot of people always take the side of the owners and you know, ooh, yeah. screw the players, they're greedy, all this stuff. So number one, after nine years, what was it eight years, whatever? It was like, all right, that's it. You know what I mean? They don't talk to them. They lied to them on the way out. Now that's one thing. Now Demar Derozan brought up the fact that he got offered a lot of offers, dude. Remember the Raptors were worried he was going to leave. That's right. As, er, er, as er, so er, many yeah. other star players have done. Thought he going to go to California, one yeah. of those teams. The Lakers, the Lakers wanted him. Mm-hmm. He's from there. He grew up a Laker fan. It was an assumption that, boom, he's just going to go to the Lakers. ESPNs in the world, everybody that covered the NBA said, oh, it's, it's 100%. DeMar DeRozan's leaving Toronto. He's going to leave. Not only did he not leave, he stayed and he took less money. That's the thing. Now, he brought this up yesterday. In which, you know, I took less money on my contract. He got offered max contracts. He goes, I took a little less to help the Raptor organization out with the salary cap. So I think that the the moral of the story is I think DeMar DeRozan, who's one of the nicer guys in the NBA, who just feels sort of realized that well, he feels slighted. it's like a chick leaving you out you know, overnight, the Dear John letter, yeah. that if you're a player, never sacrifice a freaking penny for an organization don't do it they don't give a shit about you they don't care and they proved it doesn't matter what league what sport it is oh i'm gonna give the team a hometown why they're not gonna give you a hometown discount as soon as you're done you're done you're the guy till you're not the guy don't give them any breaks Max, max, max. Or you could do. And now, when you yeah. see when people are like, "Oh, I don't know why these guys are spoiled athletes and they're such assholes," well, this is why. It's stuff like this. They sacrifice. He did everything possible for the city of Toronto. He took less yep. money. And listen, it doesn't mean they owed him a spot on the team forever, but they owed him a courtesy call on the way out. Hey, thanks for all your service here. They owed it to tell him, listen, yeah, you might get traded, but shut up. We're trading you to the Spurs, so we're not trading you to Sacramento. Settle down. The fact that he blatantly lied to his face, there was no need for the lie. So he could have just said you're going to be a part of a deal. That, that's what I don't understand about Masai. Like, why? Like, you didn't have to lie. You could have just said, you know what I mean? We're putting a, we're putting a package together. And then after you says, could be a part I'm sorry for the miscommunication. Yeah, no communication. It's just straight out the guy. It's denied. And then again, Masai never calls him again after, though. It's crazy. So you figure if Masai really wasn't lying, he would have called DeMar DeRozan and said, listen, I don't know, you know, I see you say I'm lied to you. When did I lie to you? What did I say exactly that you saw as a lie? You know what I mean? It's sort of like sleeping with a chick. She's like, uh, well, I thought we were together. After it's like, well, we never said, you know, when did we say we're together, right? Well, so, we like, a, we have an open relationship, yeah. So, it's sort of like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
<laughs> it's 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 not a good look. No, for, it's, it's for a, the Raptors. That you're you're right. That's the thing. That, to, for other players, like mm-hmm. younger guys, like that's the thing. If Very you're OG true. Ananobi and your contract's up yeah, in two years, they're going to screw me like Demar. You just look and say, "Wow, wow, they just played him like that." I'm a nobody compared to him. They'll f me over in a heartbeat. I'm not taking less money. And then, and then suddenly you man up, right, with your agent and stuff. And suddenly you tell your agent, hey, don't give an inch to these guys. Start looking, looking at the Blue Jays. It was the same thing. Rogers, Rogers, who owns the Blue Jays, they have trillions, of, they have like a trillion dollars, whatever. Like, I don't know, man. They've, they've got like a monopoly on the cable system. Their amount of assets is over oh, yeah. the top. Like, right? They're, I think they're the seventh most powerful like company in North America, essentially. Like, they're a top 10, top five powerhouse, okay? You know, they made the kid uh, pay for his own suit for a photo shoot. Oh, yeah, that was so stupid. Like, instead, so they have a magazine that owned the Blue Jays magazine. They don't have one anymore, but they did. Yeah, so they they had a magazine. (laughs) They had. And they asked this rookie kid to to be on the cover. So instead of him showing up to the photo shoot and having a suit there for him ready to wear, they told him, you got to get a suit for the photo shoot. He didn't have a suit, and he he was like he didn't make you know what I mean. He still yeah. made money, but yeah. he's sort of like you know minimum salary. He didn't have a suit. Doesn't yeah. wear suits in real life. Mm-hmm. So he bought the suit because he was like, well, I don't know. They told me I had to buy a suit. And remember, Jose Batista found out. Yeah, he's like, nice suit, and he goes, oh, they made me buy it. And he's like, what? <laughs> exactly. He's like, they didn't pay for the magazine photo shoot that they own for the company yeah. and the team that you play. You know what I mean? Like the. Um, I believe the Jays, um, they used to put free vitamins out for the players. Yep. Not anymore. Like, stuff like that. Right? Like, there's just well, extreme. You've been, you've been in clubhouses. All that stuff, the double bubble, the seeds and all that. The, the, yeah. You're, you're going you're gonna to pay for that stuff yourself? The, the thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, exactly. Are you going to bring your own gum in now? Yeah, That's right. the thing. Hey, double bubble rep. What's the deal? Well, when I covered the Expos, I was in the clubhouse every day. Major League Baseball owned them. I will say this, Cam. Because you would do the same thing. You would abuse it. Yes, I would. <laughs> you ask, so say, I'm, I'll so if you're they're like, like, if you're oh, the yeah. team, they're like, you know what? We're already paying these guys millions of dollars, and now they want us to feed them. So the Expos players. We're getting good food? No. They used to, um, like Will Cordero used to tell the guy in the clubhouse to make them like 12 sandwiches on the way out. And he'd give them to his kids. Nice. Can't. Yeah, but Will Cordero was making $4 million a year. <laughs> he just wanted free stuff. Yeah, I know, but then there was less smoked meat for the rest of the team. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, that's not good. Right? I'd take a so he, I, I don't want to hurt the team. He was getting, like, bags to go for the family. Wow. Other dudes were just sort of, like, hoarding stuff, same thing. You know, it's weird. Even though, like, uh, like Cam, you know what I mean? Like, even if Cam had money, he'd still hoard food. You know, it wouldn't change you. So it's like these guys, they're there. They can't help themselves. They see, like, a big tray of chicken wings, and they're like, wow, you know what? I'm going to give it to my brother who's in town. Or, like, they – so it got to the point – it got to the point where the Expos – the Expos, like, had to, like, tell the cooks. Stop cooking stop, extra. Yeah. Stop, like, don't make eight sandwiches for anybody anymore. Like, because they're feeding, like – and the Expos, like, put a thing up in the clubhouse. Yeah. Clubhouse food stays in clubhouse. Nice. Yeah. Clubhouse food stays in clubhouse. It's not It's not for to feed your mistress. It's not yeah, to feed your kids. kids. It's for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you talked about, remember we talked about this a long time ago when Ron Artest got his first deal. He was still shopping at dollar stores. 
He had the money. You're a creature of habit. If you've grown up, oh no, well, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, like like, yeah, that's the thing. Like you got ramen noodles and you're doing this and this. You you fall into the same patterns. You're right. If I did have more money, I'd still be hoarding stuff. You told the truth. (laughs) I can't lie. There's nothing but the truth on this. Yeah, yeah. If I want extra wings, oh yeah, I'll bring a Ziploc. (laughs) (laughs) You know. You told me they had nice spreads, though, at those expos. You said they had, like, the chicken and some stuff like that. Sounds like a really good place to be. They had very unhealthy spreads for professional athletes, I would find. Interesting. Like, for deep-fried food. Dude, they had KFC. Mm. They ate the same thing every day in the expos. They had Kentucky Fried Chicken, smoked meat sandwiches, ribs, barbecue chicken. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, like, it's not. No, like, where's the salad? No, no. Professional athletes. I'm dead serious. I wow. never saw a salad thing once in my life there. Wow. <laughs> I was jealous because it was what I wanted to. Exactly. But I, I was alarmed, even me. Yeah. I was like, man, I don't think it's good, man. These guys eat like I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're professional athletes. Like, why are you guys eating Kentucky fried chicken every night? Because you know why? The expos were all like 23, 24 year old yeah. guys. That's right. Didn't they weren't worry about it. And this is even <laughs> like we weren't quite in that health kicking sports yet in those days. You're right. It's 2003, 2004 era. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Guys, because some guys still smoke. A smoked. few guys. Yeah. It was steroid era. Yeah. It was basically you either juiced up or you were just in the, you know what I mean? It wasn't. Uh, it was it's a different era. So when you're taking steroids, nothing wrong with a rack of ribs. Like I guarantee to you, there's not buckets of KFC chicken in any major league baseball club. I, I, I would think right not, not, not in today's world. No. But we should know Frank Robinson was the manager. And Frank just didn't give a shit. Like, Frank Robinson never went in the clubhouse, so he probably never knew what they were eating. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he didn't, you know, he didn't, uh, like, good managers have the door open. That's true. Like, you know, in the clubhouse, and maybe you guys, if you're listening, yeah. in a Major League Baseball clubhouse, you got a clubhouse, and clubhouses are nice, but inside the clubhouse, there's, like, there's like little offices, and there's, like, the manager will yeah. have a nice office in the clubhouse. So in the clubhouse, and then there's like a door, and yeah. boom, there's the manager. A good manager, the door is open. Yeah, Frank's door was closed all the lot. time. The door's open. His door. So if closed. any player wants to go in, yes. the manager's part of the room and the atmosphere. The players also know the manager sees what's going on in the room. No, dude, Frank Robinson like would lock the door. <laughs> don't bother me. Yeah. No, like seriously, I think, don't come I in think, my room. Yeah, I think he'd like take a nap type thing. Yeah. Like he'd lock the door. He'd pull a Costanza, just go for go for go for a nap. Yeah, like the players would never know who was playing until he wrote Frank would write it on the board. So like Frank wouldn't tell anyone. Like he wouldn't talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't tell someone, listen, you're not playing. Like he would just write it and you'd find out basically when he put it up. Wow. Times have changed. But uh, so like uh was it was was it Matheny? Mike Matheny? Yeah, Matheny. Remember I told the story a couple of weeks ago. Matheny sends out the uh he sends oh, out the yeah. starting lineup uh, via text to each player's phone in the morning. Yeah. With like a God loves you text or whatever. No, it's not God's love you. It's like uh, just a motivational, yeah. you know, run through a wall or you know, he's got like sports motivational sort of cliches and uh Dexter Fowler blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see your tweets. He blocked see your text. He blocked them. That's awesome. And they were like, well, how did they ask them? They said, well, how are you going to know when you, if you're in the lineup or not? He said, I'll find out when I get to the MF and park, man. <laughs> True. <laughs> he said, I'll find out when I look on the wall. Like, it's, hey. It really is old school like that still in clubhouses. Like baseball, like 
Like people all think like, oh, they're professionals and they're all talking. They're not. They're not. Like there's guys on the teams that don't like each other. They're in different parts of the room. There's arguments in a room about music often. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Music's a big thing. Yeah. One, guy, one guy wants country. Well, another yeah, guy wants yeah. Latin music. Hey, let's go. Let's dance. Baseball, it's, man, it's pretty much like 60% Hispanic now, yeah. right? It's really come on. So, yeah, the clubhouse, you got like salsa and ding, 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 yeah. da, da, and then you get the redneck relief yeah. pitchers hey, that want to hear Metallica and well, stuff. You know, some Travis Tritt. That, yeah, so then there's like competing. Yeah. It gets like competing boom boxes and stuff. Not good. <laughs> Not good. You're right. The Expos hierarchy was easy, though. Basically, <laughs> the, the metalhead guys won. Like, the rocker guys won out. Like, they... They just took over and sort of bullied the rest of the team with it. So you get Metallica, Megadeth, country music. But the only guy was Vladimir Guerrero. Guerrero was like, um, he wasn't always in a dancing mood, Guerrero. But yeah. Guerrero's a weird kid. Like, he's very moody. So, like, um, he was either never in the clubhouse. Like, he would not be in his locker. Like, he'd sort of... Where is he? You know what I mean? And he'd just appear before the game. <laughs> like, he'd be in, like, a back room away from everyone. Doing his own Yeah, thing. he had his own little thing. He'd just sort of sit on a couch in a room by himself. And Or other times, he'd crank, man, the, like, Latin salsa music and stuff. And people hated it, man. It was freaking loud. But I remember, like, guys saying, there's nothing you can do, man. It's Vladdy. It's Vladdy. What he, you, what he, you, he wins. Yeah. He, no, that happened in the Blue... He, he wins. That exactly. happened in the Blue Jays <laughs> locker room, Gamer. Because remember when Batista and the Latin players were there, right? And they had a lot of, like, Shea Hillenbrand and you, you Like, they had a lot of those guys. It was Josh were, Donaldson that changed that culture when he came in. The Blue Jays... Yeah. The Blue Jays were cranking this. You need... Listen, you need a mix. And I'm yep. sure... Or, or, anytime you say, well, don't take this the wrong way, you know I'm going down the wrong road, but... You need the right mix, Cam. Sort of like a football team. You need a couple of psychos that might get arrested. You need a smart, a smart old line. Like there's a mix of players that you need, and you can't just be all Hispanic. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't just be an all Latin team. Can't be all country white. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. You need you, a you good team. Yeah, yeah you need to you. be a real team for sure. And the Blue Jays, exactly. The the Latino guys on the Blue Jays just dominated the they room. Did. And we're speaking Spanish. It's yeah. it's kind of divisive, right? Some of the guys on the team don't know what they're saying. They could be talking shit about you, exactly. and you have no idea. Yeah, it's like when George Costanza's father went into the sun. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and he, he knew. He's like, oh, my God. And there, was, there, the was, there was yep, a belief yeah, yes, that basically yes. those guys on one side of the room were mocking other people at times or – and I'm not saying you don't speak Spanish in the clubhouse, but when Don and they used to crank the music win or lose. And that was the thing. When Donaldson got there after like a week, he said, you know, I don't know, man. He goes, sometimes I get in the clubhouse after and I can't tell whether we won or lost yeah. or we won or lost the damn game. He goes, it's bull, you know, he, he was yeah. pissed. He goes, it's garbage. And basically after about three weeks, there was no more music after losses. Wins only. Wins only. Ready for Age Radio continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ben Kramer will join us at 5 o'clock. Talk some CFL. As we mentioned, Johnny Manziel traded for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now on the Montreal Alouettes. Hardcore college football fans will remember uh, Vernon Adams from Eastern Washington. Yeah, Vernon Adams. He was a good college quarterback. He actually he's, he was actually on the Oregon Ducks too. After yes, he but was. He, he's better. Yes, he, he was. was better at Eastern Washington. Yeah, he's he, he's actually you think he has the game for the Canadian Football League. He's pretty light on his feet, and you know the guy has some skills. Great, you said it. Great collegiate player. We'll Just see what a happens. Little too small. It's a good point. He, it's when a he little gets, too small. When he gets hit, he gets. You know, in college, I thought he was a poor man's Russell Wilson. Really it's actually a good analogy. Like, he's kind of like him. He is. He is a he's poor not man. As, he's not as fast. He can make plays. He can, he can run around. He makes like he's a great playmaker. Yet that was at the collegiate level, and um, it's just different now. You know, in, in the Canadian Football League, he's against men, and he's just he's a little undersized. He's not as thick as Russell Wilson, and the speed factor goes away. Yeah, Russell Wilson's on another level. Yeah, traces his lineage back to uh, five uh, five hundred twenty four A.D. As we learned yesterday, yeah, something about a brewmasters. I, don't, I forget what it was. He was part of like some uh, patron saint of beer. Yeah, patron saint of beer. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, pretty good. <laughs> Come on, man! You're a Seattle Seahawks fan. How did you not know, I know that Russell Wilson was the patron saint of brew? How did you not know that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You disappoint me. <laughs> Come on, man! Crazy thing is, Russell Wilson. I don't know, man. For a guy who's related to the patron saint of beer. He don't par- drink beer. Yeah, I don't think he's ever had a beer in his life. No, it might be the patron saint of like Gator, how many beer. I don't think. He, I, I, would be, I would probably bet he's probably had a beer in college, like once, when, like at some point, at some party. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet that he's drank less than 20 beers in his life. You think Russell Wilson drank more than 20 beers in his life? Yeah. I say I, I'm going to say over. In his college days when he was doing things at Wisconsin and NC State, but I don't think he drank, drank like... He was playing baseball and football. Heavy stouts? But no, no he could have like a Coors Light or something really light. Get the nice guy's addicted to water. He thinks water avoids concussions. There's water in beer. He doesn't. I'm saying under. We can't prove this. What are we going to do? Call up Russell Wilson and say, how many beers have you drank in your life? Over, under? How many beers... How many beers you think uh, I've drank? Yeah, that's a good. Actually, we'll get to that after. Oh, I didn't want to know. How many beers you think uh, Marcus Mariota's drank in his life? Over under twenty. That's a really good question. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Is it just I, me, or did we just hear Metallica playing? We did. I, you know, my computer doesn't have sound. It can barely turn on. It's a piece of crap. So I heard music. 
I'm going to say under for Mariota. I, I, I would like to actually make a prop bet that Will, Russell Wilson has had more booze than Mariota. Marcus Mariota's never had a drop of alcohol in his life. Ah, see, so I win if, 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 if he's so had you, one. So what do you think, that Marcus Mariota's clean cut and Russell Wilson's some, like, party animal? No, I just said, I think, we have. first of all, we have no empirical data to back up this test. We're throwing stuff out. I'm saying with a gun to my head, we can and the chicks that Russell Wilson's been with and, and probably partied a little bit more, I'm going to say volume, alcohol intake, a little more. I, I think he's he's had a few. I don't think he drinks. Not even a cold one. No, Sidney Crosby doesn't drink. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, Sidney Crosby doesn't drink half so the other. So, what do you guy. think? Russell Wilson's not like. Uh, no, I think I think Russell Wilson enjoys a cold brew. I don't think he. I don't think he drinks a lot. No, I don't. Uh, I, I think he could be a casual, have a beer. I don't. Th- I I'd be shocked. Really? Yeah. Okay. Top top notch athletes don't drink beer, Cam. Like you know, elite athletes just don't drink beer. I mean, professional wrestlers drink beer. They do. <laughs> There's a lot. Of, actually, no, that's not true. A lot of guys in the NHL drink beer, and they're they're uh, top notch athletes. That's tr- that's a proven fact. You know, a lot of those guys do. Maybe football players. Most of or those whatever. guys even drink hard stuff now. Yeah, but some some still drink beer. It's not like the old days where guys were lighting up smokes and going out to the tavern. But there's still guys I think that uh, have a few drinks. We know Ovechkin does. No, Ovechkin. No, he, he's more of a Vinny vodka. <laughs> like he he throws back Stoli. I, I think he's got more uh, Stoli in his veins than uh, blood. Russell Wilson does not. Let's find this. Does he drink? I'm willing to say he doesn't. You also said over under 20 beers in his life. That's not a lot of beers for somebody's whole life. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm going over. I'm saying maybe once. I'm saying maybe once or twice in his life at a party in high school or something. So if he had 10 drinks there, we hit the number. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. This is we're just basically we're, we're throwing it out there, but. Well, he's a yeah. self-proclaimed nutrition freak that eats five, six meals a day, crams in protein regularly, eats enough for a small family before games. All right. Uh, You're, yeah, reading these stories about the, the water obsession. Yeah, Russell w- Wilson drinks insane amounts of water. Yeah. Miracle water, water recovery. Huh. And some sports drinks. To your point, now I don't think he's going to be having any, but in the past I think he might have uh, taken a tour, had a couple drinks. <laughs> but now, yeah, he does. He seems like he's really on this water fetish. He says he eats a ton before games, though. He likes to. He likes. He likes a big meal. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's not a big meal of uh, beer. No, no, he's not trying. I never said he's drinking beer before the game. I'm not no, st- stupid. Come on, come on. Yeah, I, you know what? I'll say the I would be willing to bet six. I'm going to say over under six like beers in his life. Six beers in his whole life? Yeah. So I can inc- you're including high school and I'll college. Fi- I'll find out. Yeah, we'll find. out. I don't out. know how the hell you're going to find that out, but I'd like over. I'll find out through his interviews. Look, I'm reading right here. I just it didn't take me long. I'm, I'm on Med's Journal magazine. Yeah, He's me too. Did they ask fitness. a question if you ever had how many beers have you had in your life? He's talking about his nutritional habits. We'll find it. I mean, Cam, he's, he was waiting. Um, he didn't have sex with his girlfriend because they weren't married, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, you, that, you bring up a really good point there. That's got nothing to do, though, before that at, at, at a party at a university. 
Things happen. You could go clean living afterwards. He might have just, I'm just saying, in college, he might have had a couple. When Russell Wilson was a star football player and star baseball player. He, he was. He wasn't hanging out with the frat boys uh, like beer pong. That's true. Says before a meal, Gabe, he goes, I eat a huge, 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 I'm talking about huge plate of pasta and chicken, spaghetti and salad. I eat a whole meal because I know I'm not going to eat again till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Yeah, he's very smart. I should start man. doing that. Yeah, I, shows. that's a good. Yeah, that's the thing. Have a buffet and then just don't do everything. And then at two o'clock, you can have a little bacon and eggs teaser. And now, listen, you know? I'm not saying that not drinking um, alcohol is uh, going to make you a better quarterback because uh, Heath Schuler, Heath Schuler's never drank before either. Mm. You know, Heath Schuler's never had a soda. Heath Schuler's never had a Coke or a Pepsi in his, his life. whole life. No. Wow. Nothing. No carbonated pop. Uh, it, I don't yeah. think Mariota has either. Great call, though. It didn't help his game. I don't think Mariota has either. Maybe Heath Schuler should have bought a Royal Crown Cola and figured it out. Yeah. Because I mean, he was clean living. Well, it you it look didn't at help Marcus, his game. Yeah, you look at Marcus Mariota, same thing, right? It doesn't help him read defenses. <laughs> 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 That's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, the more and more I'm thinking about this, maybe you're right about this six over under beer thing. I don't know. He's pretty obsessed with the, a lot of the guys. A, I'm a water fiend, too, though. I, that's one thing. And I know you've been doing it now when you, you didn't used to like water or whatever, but now you plow it. I literally drink probably, you know, you know, those little 500 milliliter. I, I probably have about eight to ten of those a day. Uh, you're a big dude, so yeah. Yeah, you, I, I got it. And I sweat a lot, so I'm losing a lot of water, so I got to gain it back. I'll find it. I'm finding a million interviews with him right now, but. Yeah, maybe he says I've never had a beer in my life. Who knows? Oh, here it is. All right. This is what, okay, well, I think we're getting closer. We're getting closer? We're getting closer. Hmm. Russell Wilson talks about his sleep patterns and uh, whether he drinks coffee or not. Let's see, where's the coffee? Does he drink coffee? Probably caffeinated water. On how he sleeps on the road nights before games. I've trained myself in terms of sleeping. It may sound crazy, but I try not to get much sleep during the week. I sleep maybe five, six hours a night during the week. I would say maybe six hours on average. All right, and then... uh, then Saturday, I sleep like a rock. I probably sleep 10, 12 hours the night before a game. That's why I have so much energy on Sundays. All right. Does he drink energy drinks? No. I've never had an – I don't drink. I've never had a rock star energy drink. I don't think I've ever had an energy drink in my life before. I'm just wired already on whether he drinks coffee. I do drink coffee every once in a while. Hey. I have a there huge Starbucks machine in my house. Ooh, oh, I yeah. use it sometimes in the morning, but that's usually on the weekends. I usually don't drink coffee. I stay alert all the time by keeping myself moving. Okay, so you don't, but you still have a Starbucks machine in your house, so he still has coffee. So, you answer that question. <laughs> if you got a machine, you're having a few cups of coffee. Don't BS me. It's kind of frustrating that we know what he, his sleep patterns. Yeah, we, we know, know everything. Energy drinks, his coffee patterns. Your boy, your boy, uh, Jazz checked, and he's usually he, he ripped me about the Bitcoin, but he says I'm with Cam on this one. Twenty's nothing. Twenty beers total for your whole life. When, when, when did he do this? That's the thing. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking younger days, college, and then he strikes me as the type of guy that got drunk once in his life and didn't like it. 
Hmm. You drank. And if you got wasted like that, I'm got to think. All right, I'll bet you. How about that? We'll bet. Well, how are we going to prove this? We're, we're going to track it down. It'll take a little while, but I'll find this by the end of what the What do day. you want to bet? Barrel of chicken? So I was, was going to say $100. I'd rather not bet $100. No. I was going to say $100. Yeah, I, I prefer a food bet. I say that Russell Wilson doesn't drink and, like, has never drank in his life. You, I'll leave you. I'm not saying that he's never had a drop of alcohol, but okay. I'm going to say I'm going to find a story so where he'll tell So put the number on that. What's the over? A five and a half? Has he had more than five, uh, six beers in his whole life? Over no, under? Uh, look, 20. That's the number. 20 beers? 20 drinks. It could be al- It could be vodka or whatever, yeah. too? Okay, yeah, yeah I'm in. Uh, okay, we'll bet... Uh, I'll bet you. All right, we'll bet the bucket. Of yeah, chicken. we'll bet the bucket with uh, sides. I think he will still owe me a bucket of chicken, though. To be honest, no. I've actually paid all my debts to you. I've like I brought in. I I paid. I paid for everything the with last, a bucket uh, of chicken. The last bet. The last bucket. Uh, I don't recall. Was, I, 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 I always pay my debts, man. I went back to Shula's Joe's to give this guy. We had a Winnipeg Jets leaf bet. I had to go run in there and pay that guy 50 bucks because he even gave all me right, five somebody, points. Somebody out there help us out besides Jazz with a smart-ass comment. I haven't even, yeah, seen, help Jazz. Us out I haven't even seen Jazz's tweet, but I'm sure. Uh, uh, he says he's 20's nothing. That's uh, He says low number. Very low yeah, number. Yeah, that's my point. That is my point. All right, Seahawks fans, you got to help us out here. There's got to be somebody that knows everything about Russell Wilson. No, I think he means 20 is like nothing for the whole span of your life. He says, I'm with Cam Stewart. 20 is nothing. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, 20, 20 beers is nothing in a life. But I don't believe that he has drank 20 beers in his life. I sincerely don't. Like, I don't think when, uh, at what part of his life was he ever a partier? I know a lot of people that don't party that have an occasional beer every once in a while. I'm a different breed, though. Like, I don't sit down and drink one beer. I'll have, like, 13. That's that's somebody who drinks beer. So, I don't know. I don't know what type of... He is an, he is an elite we're athlete. Not, we're not comparing you to Russell Obviously Wilson. Obviously not. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, because you know what like, the beautiful thing is? you like to sit down and have a well, beer. I feel, I feel better about myself because he has coffee. That has got caffeine in it. Maybe he has vodka soda or something, you know? Who knows? He just said he rarely drinks coffee. He yeah, said, he's got a Starbucks machine in his house. He yeah. says I do it on weekends. He says sometimes on weekends, but I rarely drink coffee. Okay. But he still does. We'll find out. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio (laughs) continues. We'll get back to this Russell Wilson stuff. We got Ben Kramer. Stepping up and in. Talk some CFL. 
All right, I found. Yeah. I found something, but it's pretty vague. Vague. It's from StarInformer.com. I like it. It's basically like facts. Russell Wilson facts. Nice. How much money he's made? Blah blah blah. What what sign is he? What sign is he? Virgo. Sagittarius. Oh, it's a Sagittarius. I did not know. I this. just threw out Virgo. I didn't know what his hometown is. Do you know? I had no idea. Like, where's Russell Wilson from? I never really thought about it, to be honest. Is he from California? No. Midwest somewhere? He's from Cincinnati. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio? Yeah. I like him even more now. Nice. I like, like it. I never thought, like, no, the I Russell thought, Wilson yeah. homecoming game. You never really hear that. You know what I mean? They rarely play the Bengals. Yeah, I guess that's why it's never come up. Uh, religion, Christianity. Yep. Favorite role model, Drew Brees. Yeah. Makes sense. Same type of bo- same body type. All right. Can you get to the good, uh, the 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 stuff that you said would make me feel better? Well, all it says is, does Russell Wilson smoke? It says not known. I'd say no. Smoke like weed or cigarettes? cigarettes. Cig- of course he doesn't smoke. I know. So it says cigarettes. not known. That's why I can't trust. Yeah. And it said, does Russell Wilson drink alcohol? It says yes. Yes, yes. I like that. Yeah. It says yes. <laughs> it says yes. Yes. I'm going to give you. So far. I'm going to give you half a point for that. That's like how that's not a full point because it's kind of this is like, you know, this is like National Enquirer star informer. It's true. But But I'm going to give you I'm going to give you zero point five points. That's half a point. I think I should get a full point. No, that's not a full point fact. That's not a full point fact. That's a half point. Uh, All right. Do we have Ben Kramer? Hello, Ben. I believe we do not. have No, it's okay. Yeah, no. All right. Um. We'll try to uh, get Ben Kramer uh, on the line here. I'd have to believe, though, the smoking question's ridiculous. It's Mike, Mike Florio's birthday. I think he's, he's off or oh, something. Oh, yeah, he's like out, part- he's out partying. On. I'll tell you one thing. Like, what NFL quarterback hacks darts? Come on. Like, that, that's just stupid. Len Dawson did. Oh, yeah. Len Dawson did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Guy Lafleur. Yeah, I think it, up to about the 80s. Everybody till the end. Uh, yeah, about mid, the late mid, 70s. Mid, I say mid-80s when things got a little bit realer with, like, tobacco and lifestyle and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, the old-timers used to hack. Ken Stabler hacked darts big time while being interviewed. Yeah, yeah. That guy loves smokes and other things. There were different guys back then. They were playboys, Gabe. You know? That was the lifestyle. All right. Um, we'll try to track down Ben Kramer right yep. now. I think we're we're experiencing a little bit, a uh, little bit of uh, difficulty, a uh, little bit of difficulty. Like uh, like the Toronto Raptors and uh, Demar Derozan. Oh, we're having a communication There's breakdown. There's some mi- miscommunication going on here breakdown. right now. <laughs> The difference was in uh, the Raptor situation. I believe the He's, word I'm looking for is shit show. Shit show. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I love. You no, know it's a great word. We haven't used that one in a while. I like. Yeah, I like uh, shit show. Yeah, they're, 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 they're. It's a shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as a host, there's only so much I can do, right? Like, I, I, I sort I, of I, wait I, for the guests to come on. I, I'm quite aware, Gabe, and then usually you say welcome to the show, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And we got some side bets going. What's going on? I got uh, Adam Hadwin in one of my DraftKings lineups. I got, I got actually. What's horrible. going on? I got, so, uh, actually, I got more bad news for you. We're in a weather delay there. We're in a weather delay. 
weather delays everywhere. Yeah, speaking of screw job last night. Oh, God, man. Boston. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Okay, we're, well, what? So what, is Randy at Gun Abbey now? Five nothing? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. We, it's The thing that makes that game frustrating, you just not one nothing. We're, we got a five nothing lead, and the game can't even get Like, come on, man. It screwed up so many parlays. It's just, God, that was annoying. Cora was the, not impressed. Not impressed. So what's going on? Uh... In the golf? Yeah, Bob. Uh, Robert Garrigus, sweat stains, he went really low today. He always plays well at Glen Abbey, too. 63, 9 under. Lots of guys we have are in contention, though, Gabe. Like, uh, a lot of guys on the DraftKings team, you like Chris Kirk, 5 under. Gary Woodland, we talked about, 5 under. Tons of guys at 4 under. Dustin Johnson, he's 4 under right in the mix. That's a good opening round for him. You know, Billy Horschel, 3 under. A lot of guys we have. Cameron Champ, my guy, my seventh guy, he's 3 under. So, yeah, no, a lot, every guy we have is, li- like, literally... One, two, like 200, 300 or better. So we're doing quite well. It's a good start to the tournament. Hopefully they'll uh, get some more golf in today. Yeah, I think we might have Ben Kramer. We back. might? Hello, yeah, Ben. I'm here. Hey, Ben. Hey. What's back. going on? How you doing? What's yeah, going it's on? good day, man. We still, we still have like half. Uh, we better start talking fast. Uh, yeah, good, good to, yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna, no more of this Russell Williams and crap, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to spill. Uh, we're going to spill into the next segment uh, here. So. Uh, ben uh, Ben Kramer uh, joins us, DailyRoto.com. Uh, ben uh, Kramer, um, the, the premier CFL DFS uh, expert. Um, if you want to uh, sign up uh, for a season-long uh, package uh, right now, since uh, we're already a little way into the season here, you get a $22 uh, discount off. So season now, rest of the season now, just $55. Go over to DailyRoto.com on the uh, CFL page and um, get all the information that uh, you need to sign up to get uh, all the CFL projections and analysis. There's great uh, weekly columns, though, that uh, Ben writes over at DailyRoto.com, so let's jump in right now. You know, I saw. I swear to God, I don't know if I was seeing things, but earlier in the week I could have swore I saw that Deron Carter was practicing at wide receiver again. Mm. Yeah, I think and, that was on Tuesday. Yeah, so that was Tuesday, and... Um, here we are on Thursday, and now I see that Deron Carter is practicing at the linebacker position. <laughs> yeah, super exciting. Everybody here was. Uh, no, I'm not joking. Everybody here was amped when they heard that. Hey, they're changing his position again. Like, is he just then, trolling you guys now? Like, I have that, no like, idea at this like, point. Linebacker. All I know is they're still winning linebacker. games, right? <laughs> yeah, it's linebacker. ridiculous. Yeah, I think basically they're looking at the matchup game and they're thinking they want a big body receiver that's got some speed against some of those slot receivers like Eric Rogers and Kamar Jordan. But yeah, I think the first time he steps inside the box, some right tackle is going to get in his grill and knock him into Sunday, right? This is not good for the league. It's great. <laughs> no, honestly, it's this great, experiment, great, it's a gong show. It's a great yeah, it makes us look a little ridiculous, right? It does. Big, big it does. Game, big game on Saturday night against the best team in the league. Seems yeah. like a great idea to take a wide receiver and <laughs> make him play linebacker against the best team in the league that he's never done it before because we like the matchup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Chris, Chris, like, I don't know, man. Like, at this point. What's Jones doing? Yeah, it's it's just, it's comical. Like I said, they bring in Will Blackman. I'm like, all right, they got a competent DB. You bring in Will Blackman. And now, all right, Deron Carter's practicing, and I thought maybe we could have a steal this week, uh, Ben, because yeah, yeah he's only forty seven hundred dollars. Exactly, exactly. So, I guess yeah. it's a pass. Just in right? time for playoff DFS, right? 
Yeah. yeah. You got it. You can't put him in. Pass. It's ridiculous. Too much, too, too much nonsense. So Johnny Manziel, we've talked a lot about Johnny, and obviously he's the most um, famous player in the Canadian Football League uh, right now. And he was always overpriced already uh, on DraftKings right. when he was the pure backup. So now his price has skyrocketed up at $9,500, and it's crazy. And we're warning you, this is why you tune in, guys. He's not starting tonight. So he's yeah. $9,500. You got Matt Nichols at 92. And I think there's a belief that he's not starting, but he's going to play like the second series or something. He's only <laughs> been there two days. He's only yeah, been there two I days. He's going to he be the starting quarterback. 20% of the snaps, that's a lot, I think. Yeah, we I have him knocked in for about three or four passes and three or four rush attempts, and I think that's kind of high-end maybe. If they put him in for a package of series around the goal line or something like that, like they do yeah. sometimes a second quarterback. You get a touchdown, it's true. Yeah, like you could get you could luck box your way into a touchdown, certainly, but for $9,500, there's about 400 other plays on an 83-person 83, 83 slate that are better off, right? Like he's just not going to be somebody that you want to rely on. If what anything, Vern- you maybe want to look at Vernon Adams. Like he's 62. only sixty two hundred. That's super cheap. I think he's probably not going to be your optimal route at quarterback with Mike Riley projecting as well as he does getting to face Montreal. But if you're not going to pay up for Riley at eleven thousand six hundred, paying half that at Vernon Adams for sixty two hundred, it's not a good option. But it's certainly an option that I'd look at for some alternate contrarian GPP kind of lineups. What do you think about uh, Matt Nichols at 9,200? Winnipeg kicking Toronto's ass. We got another uh, rematch of that game, and Masoli needs a bounce back. That was a very, very poor performance uh, from a guy that was having a pretty good year. Yeah, I think Nichols comes in at number two for us this week. He looks good, and the winds aren't going to be nearly as bad in Winnipeg this week as they were in Toronto last week, throwing in 50 and 60 kilometer hour swirling winds. So he's certainly got a chance to put up a few through the air. Winnipeg has the most touchdowns in the league by a wide margin, so if you're not going to pay up for Riley, somebody like Nichols is certainly an option. Yeah, you look at the quarterback uh, situation uh, this week. Trevor Harris at 10-4. You know, Harris came on last week, and, you know, they, they were forced to throw the football, open up the offense a little bit. They've just been a little bit slow, and, uh, you know, they're not, getting to the, they're not getting out of the huddle quick. It's just a little clunky, the Ottawa offense. Yeah, yeah it's kind of th- funny. Anytime that they go hurry up, they just fly down the field. And anytime yeah, they're running yeah. out of the huddle, they just leg like crazy. So there's certainly something to be said. The way that they've played at the end of the halves, they march right down the field when they get in a tempo offense. But when they're taking their time and trying to work out of the huddle, it looks bad. Guys like Mitchell or Harris or some of those guys that are priced almost up with Riley, they still project maybe half as well as what he does this week just because of the Montreal matchup for Riley. Yeah, you know, but you look at this game. I think there could be some points in this uh, Hamilton and Ottawa game. I agree. I'm expecting Ottawa to start to turn it up a notch. I like Ottawa plus the five and a half points here. I think they're going to go in there and probably beat them. And I think down the road, Hamilton's going to be like, oh, man, we traded Manziel. And, you know, Masoli, again, Masoli's a decent stat guy, but he's not a good quarterback. I mean, I don't know, they're... <laughs> People are misguided. I mean, if you want to go nine and nine, then who cares? He throws three hundred. Anyone would throw three hundred yards every week in that offense. So the fact that only ten weeks in a row he threw three hundred yards—that's why he's a good fantasy fantasy option. He'll put up the points usually. Yeah, you know he he did earlier, but I, I I'm not big on Hamilton here. I think my old my old deal here though, Ben, is Trevor Harris is ten four. 
Yeah, if you're going to spend that money, you might as well just take Mike Riley at 11-6, yeah. right? That's no, the thing. absolutely. There's really no reason to spend on those mid-tier quarterbacks. I think either you're going all the way up or you're going to save two or $3,000 and go down to Nichols or all the way down to Adams this week. I'm going all the way down. You're going all the way down. I like the Alouette show up tonight. Hey, you said it, though. Hey, we took the 20 points. Their def- their defense has been pretty good, Ben. Like, we talk- Gabe and I were talking, like, if they can get any type of offense, they've been hanging around, too, and their defense is on the field a lot. They deserve a lot of credit. These guys aren't quitting. Yeah, I think the interesting play out of Montreal is a guy like Terrell Sutton. He's quietly gotten kind of four or five receptions a week, and in PPR scoring, you're already up at kind of eight or nine points just from his receiving work, and if he can manage to weasel his way into the end zone for a touchdown against this terrible Edmonton rush defense, he's kind of off to the races at only 6,700, right? Yeah, yeah, well, everyone yeah. says, oh, Montreal's the worst. They're the worst. Yeah, Argos and they are. Bad. <laughs> yeah, the Ar- Argos bad. are pretty bad. Bro. I think I think yeah. the Argos are a worse team. I think yeah. the Alouettes are better than the Argos are, to be honest. I really do. Look, the Argos get drilled all the time. And, you know, the, the Alouettes have been blown out once and have got crappy quarterback play and have only lost one game by more than 12 points. You know, the Alouettes have actually been competitive. You know, the Argos. The Argos scored two touchdowns off Winnipeg mistakes, two off fumbles going the other way. Their offense did nothing. Yeah, Yeah. their offense is going to do nothing again tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. At least in my opinion. Yeah. So speaking of tomorrow, let's go look at the running backs here. Andrew Harris is the class class of the league right now. You know, it's it's a gamble not to take him. You know, everyone else is sort of a gamble in the CFL at the running back position, except Andrew Harris. You almost, you're almost forced to take them, man. I mean, the guy's you know, 35 DK points, 33 DK points, 26 DK points. Some massive numbers at the running back position, a position that usually doesn't put up a lot of points in fantasy in the CFL. Yeah, I think much of this week is just going to be about taking the clear plays and letting other people make the mistakes. If you take Riley and Harris and build around those guys and maybe one or two of the top tier receivers you can just fill in with some of the value plays that have come open today even just with some of the hamilton injury news yeah what do you that's the thing like with with all these hamilton injury like brendan banks is ninety one hundred dollars but man these guys are banged up what do you do and gabe talked about and i agree with him i can see ottawa scoring and hamilton putting up a lot of points do you pay up uh, for a guy like banks yeah, I think Banks is certainly an option. They're going to get a few more targets his way, but the ones that are really interesting are the receivers sort of Hamilton on the really cheap end. You've got guys like Rashad Lawrence at $3,700 who had eight targets last week starting for Tasker, and Tasker is out this week, and so is Tolliver, right? So I'd expect Lawrence should get at least another five, six targets, and at 3700 that's pretty much a lock for your value play at the receiver position. And even Mike Jones there is only 4100 He certainly hasn't had nearly as much a role in the offense but again if Tolliver and Tasker are out somebody's going to have to pick up the extra 18 targets they just about vacate it'll be interesting to see tonight Chris Harper somebody that you wrote about Montreal uh, Montreal Alouette uh, wide receiver $4,700 four receptions 27 yards uh, and a touchdown uh, last week 12.7 DK points 4700 it'll be interesting with Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams should be able to buy some time and run around a little bit. I like Adams, but, you know, he's a backup. He's just too small. Yeah. That's the you know, Ultimately, he's a good playmaker. He was a fun college player, but he's just a little bit undersized. But it doesn't mean he can't make a couple of plays and run around and extend a play and throw, you know, like I told Cam, he's like uh, Russell Wilson uh, light here. So uh, quick on the way out, a couple of players we didn't talk about that we got to get in our lineup. 
Duke Williams. He's the absolute lock at the wide receiver top tier this this week. All right. Uh, thanks for the time here, Ben. Check out uh, DailyRoto.com. Go to the CFL page and you get a full breakdown of this week's uh, CFL action. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, guys. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All right, we gave away two tickets to Sunny Bets in uh, New York City for the, this year's uh, World uh, Series, but uh, you can still win. Uh, two tickets to a World Series uh, game. Just uh, go to dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. That's dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. Your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. I got to give you a half point. I found an article. You're right. It says he doesn't drink. Uh, what would you? Uh, I found it a long time ago. It's a story about him with the Wisconsin Badgers doing an interview inside of a bar <laughs> saying he doesn't drink. So I don't know if he drank. So even though hold on, I'm, I'm finishing the article. So I don't know if he drank in high school and stopped or never did. But in, even when he played for the Badgers, he was not drinking. So. You know what? I'll be a man and pick up uh, lunch. I, I'd have to believe. Uh, I would like to know if he drank in high school, but the odds are if he didn't in, as a Wisconsin Badger, he probably didn't in high school either. So I, I'm a realist. Lunch on me. I'll give that to you. It's a, And this seems like a reputable story, too. It's not just some, you know, stupid Hollywood rack buzz an, report. Rack, rack another one up. Yeah. Rack another one up hey. for Moretz. Yeah, I'm just be, I'm being honest. You know, you got yeah, man of your word. You got to do it. Yeah, no, this is a legit article. So, yeah, no, he's talking about like after a game. It's actually a pretty cool story. He said uh, he went to a Wisconsin bar afterwards, a huge game, and like basically the line, you couldn't get in, and somebody's guy's like, you're the quarterback of the team. Kind of like the Greek freak stuff. He's like, no, I'll wait, like just like everybody else. Like, you know what I mean? He's just one of those guys. He didn't want to push the buttons and – yeah, and then he talked about him not, not drinking. So you win. Yeah, I don't. Uh, as I stated, the, 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 a lot of these guys, Cam, it's a different era, right? Yeah, I didn't. And the thing is, I would have to assume sort of like metal school, bands yeah. nowadays yeah. too. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. You brought up, but yeah, we used to go do interviews when Gabe Gabe was in a metal band. It was funny. We worked at the station, and these thrash metal bands came in, and they were like, "Wow, man, they're like drinking water and Gatorade." Then these other soft bands come in, and these guys, "Hey, you guys want a party?" Like you know, it's a, it's like a whole different world. Perception is not reality a lot of the time. 
Yeah. Very different. Well, time has changed. You know, in the 70s, yeah. rock bands used to smash the hotel rooms, do cocaine, and uh, now they're smashing smoothies. <laughs> you know, it's completely different. It's a very different time. The evolution. Very like, different uh, time. Like, you know, there's a reputation. People think, oh, athletes are out there partying all the time and stuff. They're really not. You know, when they're out, most of the time, they're just picking up chicks, and they're not wasted and stuff. Would you prefer French fries or mashed potatoes? I think I might go for the mashed. Mashed potatoes is fine. Uh, I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to bring it in for tomorrow. I'm going to go hit the KFC before I go. (laughs) So mashed and gravy with, uh, I'll get like uh, one of those like nine or 12 piece bucks. Cam's conceding the bet this easily because uh, he doesn't mind actually eating Kentucky for a bucket of Kentucky. I don't want to pay for it, but you won the bet. (laughs) I wouldn't mind if it was free, but yeah, it's okay. good stuff so why that one see see that's the problem with that one site alcohol yes see, this is people just make up shit hey they can say whatever you want you, they don't even know the guy's story oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw him having a drink well no you didn't the guy doesn't drink <laughs> exactly like, come on man like, look wow. here's the toronto blue jays with a tweet thank oh. you for everything uh jay to uh to jay Happ. yeah raptors didn't do that for demar did they you know you got a problem when you're less classy than rogers Oh, wow. <laughs> just saying, you know. Uh, I remember when I worked for the for the company there. Uh, I tried to do everything I could before uh, I lost my benefits. When I was an employee, they still didn't go for it. Like I went, I didn't see a dentist in five years. Too late. When it w- went for those one of those free massages, didn't let me in. Like there was some window. It's kind of like they said, to, whatever this guy tries to do, it's like they actually informed them. Like, the card's not valid, even though it said it was valid for like another time. That really pissed me off. I could really like I, now. I got to go to the dentist and pay five hundred dollars. You kidding me? I remember um, joke. I remember talking to Bernie uh, Bernie Nichols, Halliburton Bernie. Yeah, yes. Bernie Nichols scored like seventy two goals, I believe. Amazing in, in NHL year. He scored a bunch of fifty I, plus. I mean, he, had a, he had a couple of really really big. I used to serve Bernie Nichols. He's a, he's from a place like where my parents had property, like right down the street, like Halliburton area, same as uh, Matt Duchesne of the Colorado Avalanche. He lives in Vegas now. Awesome, I love Bernie Nichols. Yeah, he's a nice guy actually. He is really uh, nice. But uh, Bernie Nichols, you know, you know, he played in he played in like the seventies into the eighties, and that sort of expanded. So he yeah. sort of was around the league in different generations. Great goal scorer, and. Um, he basically stated that he never lifted a weight in his life, that there was no weight room. Um, he said that he was on the, the L.A. Kings. The weight room was like a closet or the exercise room, and it was a uh, one of the stationary bikes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that was like the, the conditioning, basically. And he was basically saying about how, like, they didn't even know where it was. He goes, I don't know. I don't know. He goes, I think there was a room somewhere with a bike, but he goes, I was never. I never went to it. You talk about Mike Bossy. Look at Mike Bossy. Yeah, I know. Like Mike Bossy, guy weighed like 160 pounds in the NHL. Yeah. Did a morning skinny guy, thin dude. Never, never. That guy never lifted a weight in his life. He, you think he's running in the morning, eight no. miles in the morning? The guy's smoking cigarettes, yeah, eating he, potato he ha- chips. He hacks darts hard. Like we yeah, did. And he eats Humpty Dumpty potato yeah, chips. Yeah, Gabe knows. Like I, we used to do the morning show down the street, and Bossy was the. But right look, insider. so he was one. He's one of the best goal scorers great in hands. history. Great hands. Yeah. Yeah. Great shooter. Great hands. Hand-eye coordination. He's great hockey player. One of the greatest hockey players of all time. But he admittingly said, "I would get murdered today." It's a different, it really is a different uh, different era. I'm not saying, like, there's not a couple of dumb jarheads that are getting drunk in the NHL and stuff. But yeah. For the most part. Yeah, people have cleaned up their lives. You're right. 
there's so much money at stake, right? Yeah, I used to talk to old players, Gabe. Like they they used to like half of the team smoked. Like they used to go out to the game, grab beers when they won, hack darts, and then okay, it's, it was just like a normal day. And remember when it all changed for I'm um, just from a hockey perspective. I remember the Ottawa Senators started to do like that super bike stuff, and it was right when health was kind of changing. All the other teams were like, look at these losers! They're at the end of the game doing their bike. Like it's like I've never seen an little... Ottawa Senator player do an interview where he's We're not, not on, on a, a bike. bike. No, it's, oh, it was a tough game uh, yeah. tonight. Uh, we lost seven to two. Just pedaling here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's part of the the extra conditioning, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, some teams earlier, like you know the Montreal Expos, they didn't give a crap. They didn't care, right? So they didn't know whatever. Eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. We don't care. We are folding anyways, right? Like they were yeah. basically – some teams care about nutrition and want their athletes to uh... – thing is, and honestly, Cam, there's competition. So if you want to go out and get drunk every night and you want to party, there will be a kid that's crushing salads and exactly. protein shakes that will take your job. You know, like as I stated, I'm not saying that, you know, not anybody. I'm not naive. But if you really look at the elite of the elite people in any sport, they're not partiers. They're not getting wasted. Nope. What's going on? What do you got here, Ken? I was just checking about uh, – actually, I could say golf's a little bit different. You don't think DJ goes out and rips it up? I think, well, he did, I think he did before. I still think he does. I see you're scrolling and scrolling, but give us something, Cam. You keep scrolling computers, but you never say anything. No, no so second. you're reading into it. What do you What do you got for us? I got I got a lot for us. I got a lot what for us. What do you have? I was just checking the leaderboard out, and I just uh, they're still the uh, leaderboard under- of the the the, the postponed uh, tournament. Yeah, that's the one. That's so the what's one. the leaderboard? Robert Garrigus is leading at nine under right now, and then we got uh, I never even heard of Adam Shank, but he's in second at eight. Stroud, Crane, Poulter, six under. That's good. Hudson, uh, Swaya. The, yeah, but our guys are at five. You got Chris Kirk at five, Woodland at five. A lot of guys. It's going well. It's going to be a good uh, weekend for golf, I can tell you, Maretzi. We're going to win some money on uh, with our teams. Yeah. You believe that? I really do. Yeah. I've, I've, hey, I wonder, we've won in competitions before. The thing is, I'm I was, not going to say it's going to be thousands, but, you know, you could get in a good upper tier and, you know, take home some money. I was tripling my money earlier in the day in the golf, but it keeps it keeps coming down every time I hit refresh. Let's see. Oh, yeah, back to zero. Back to zero. What do I got? I got, uh, yeah. Who do you got? Dustin Johnson's in 15th place only. It's okay. He's four under. That's that's not a problem. Dustin Johnson put up 36 points. That's Charlie good. Hoffman put up 16 points. Yeah, he's still on the course. He's actually only through 11. Uh, Damon, 27 points. That was pretty good yep. for the cheap uh, the cheap player, as long as he makes the cut there. Ke- uh, Keith Mitchell, my bomber. Keith Mitchell's like three under, isn't he? He's doing all right. He's yeah. T26. Harold Varner's sucking pretty hard. He's even. Yeah, he's even. Yeah, but he's, he's only through 10. He has an opportunity, and... Um, uh, Johnny Vegas, eh, mine two under. That's not bad. Yeah, I know. But. You got guys at four. Look, this is the thing. It's first round of golf tournament. Nobody's over par. You got a guy at four under who's yeah, going to be the leader. Yeah, I know, but let's, let's be real. None of these other guys are going to win. So basically I have Dustin Johnson and a bunch of scrubs. So this lineup's dead. I know. I, I, to- I, to- I totally disagree with that because 
Johnny Vegas ain't doing anything. Harold Varner looks like uh, we'll even. see. Yeah, but Charlie Hoffman's three under, and your other guy, Damon, is what, two or three under? Yeah, that's fine. That's not going to win, though, any money. Robert Garrigus is not going to be, trust me, I've watched this guy golf a lot of time. Sure, he went out and shot a 63 today. He can go shoot a 76. What's insane is I made two teams, and they both have, like, the exact same amount of points, yet they, they have completely different players. I got uh, Tony Fee now. He's disappointing yeah. today. 14.5 points. Adam Hadwin. 15.5 points. Chris Kirk is the one that saved me on this one. 37.5. Matt Kuchar, always consistent. 22.5. Shez yep. Reevy. Shez Reevy's actually gagging. That's your problem. Man. He's over par. Guy shot a... Uh, is he two over? He shot a 75. Oh, my God. He's three over? Yeah. Well, that's brutal. Yeah, and that sh- guy plays really well at the Canadian Open. That sucks. Shez Reevy shot a 35. As we mentioned, Adam Hadwin is uh, T50, uh, T51 uh, right now. What are the in-game odds for this? Yeah, give me some in-game. We'll talk about some guys. I like that. Because uh, if you can get Dustin Johnson from more than seven in-game, he's, I would He's hit plus it. 550, See, so it's, it's the same enough. thing. Hoffman's 14-1. Bolter's 16-1. Neiman's 16-1. Garrigus is 16-1. Garcia's 20-1. Woodland's 25-1. I like that. If you're going to look for a bomb, too, a guy that would be very dangerous at good odds, I'll give you two guys. Chris Kirk at 40 to 1. Those are pretty good odds, and he's five under. He's only four shots off the lead, and he plays generally pretty well there. And if you're not going to take Johnson, a guy like Matt Kuchar at 45 to 1 seems like a real good price. Matt Kuchar at 45 to 1 is damn good. Kirk 40, Kuchar 45. I can't. Uh... I can't disagree. Very, very good number. Actually, I'm surprised. I like Chris Kirk coming in here. That's why he's in my lineup. But, you know, it was last night, actually, or maybe it was this morning, whatever. It actually struck me. I was like, man, I should have sprinkled a little bit on Kirk to win. Still pretty good numbers right now at uh, – yeah, if, if you're at get, forty to one, if you're getting a guy at forty to one, I'm not saying you got to put like fifty, but you know, put ten or twenty bucks on it. It's eight hundred bucks. And, and, and Chris Kirk is a quality player. Like other than Dustin Johnson, I don't see Matt Kuchar here though. Kuchar, he's uh, there. He is forty-five. Yeah, he's forty-five. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah, you're uh, right. Pretty good numbers. Yeah, they're very good numbers. So that's what I try to do. Like with the live betting, I find guys that. This is a long tournament, man. We're only midway through the first round. We got three oh, other yeah. days. Yeah. Trust me, Gabe. I watched Robert Garrigus. I went to Glen Abbey. Oh, he's not winning. I know. No, yeah, yeah. I had me and Brian Blessing had him a long time ago. I remember I put like two hundred dollars on when I was gambling like a fiend. He had a lead going into the final round. He missed seven putts of six feet or like it's just one of those things. He bombs the ball, but his game can go backwards really quick. He's one of those guys that he just his putter sucks, really sucks. Arizona Diamondbacks now up six four. Six four. I need that game to end on the Chicago uh, Cubs. They are into the ninth inning. Oh, Angels are taking over now. Oh, Angels are up six two. Covey's getting ripped. Man, he's getting beat down. Yeah, I didn't think they they weren't going to sweep them. Uh, no, no, no. Well, the Angels won last night, right? Oh, did they? Did the they White win? Sox won the first two games? So if the White Sox won today as a four game set, oh, this could keep a lot of people alive. That's now. what I'm talking because about. The, the this is a this is a gone. nightmare, Morency. If if the White Sox could have won one more game, that's why I was looking at the damn computer. I'm thinking about twenty grand. You'd be thinking about it too. Uh, no, they're yeah, it's six to two. We're in big trouble now. Big trouble. That's the thing about these survivor pools. Like, it's tough, man. Like, you know, you know they're going down to the wire. But what are you going to do when you have to start taking teams like the Reds? 
It's like we're almost at that point now. They're like, it is slim pickings. My buddy took the Blue Jays. He's done. They get swept by Minnesota. Like, you can't take good teams anymore. Everyone's used Boston. Everyone's used the Yankees. Everyone's used Houston. Everyone's used the Dodgers. We have Colorado. We actually saved Colorado. That's our team this week. We split with Houston. Which is now, pretty pretty ballsy considering they're playing the Houston Astros. We had to do it, though. I was looking at the other options. Do I want the Blue Jays? Yeah. No. I don't want the Blue Jays. That was good. Uh, you guys are doing a good job. I yeah, mean, well, uh, we're having, we're the having... Blue Jays swept the Baltimore Orioles, and then they get swept by the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. But I brought that up a lot last week. The Orioles are the one team the Blue Jays beat all the time. It's true. Seems like everybody beats the Orioles all the time. but Now, now they do. But specifically the Blue Jays. Like, they really do dominate they own that them. team. They own them. Like if they played against the Orioles every game, they'd be in first place. But pretty weak of them to turn around and then get swept by the Minnesota Twins. And Minnesota's like no world beaters either. They've been like, you look at their pitching staff, it could be pretty bad. I think Minnesota's in a tough spot tonight because um, after coming off the sweep, now they roll into Boston. Oh, Minnesota's going to get killed tonight. But it's Brian Johnson on the hill oh, for yeah, those that's, about to oh, rock. Yeah, we salute you. With, hey, we got two. And who, he's not terrible, but and look who's look he's up against dilly, 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 Gibson guitars. We got a we got a singer and a guitarist going against each other I like tonight. It. Gibson and Johnson. I, actually, I don't like to lay fifty five cents with the Red Sox, but they're such a superior team to Minnesota, and they're at Fenway. It's worth doing. I, I actually I usually like Gibson as a dog, but I think I'm going to take the Red Sox tonight. Would you bake a cake without a recipe? No. I've tried. You, you could, actually. actually if I you didn't, yeah, if you, know, if you I, go, I, all right, I, it's four eggs, this, this done box. It. I've yeah. done it before, but I like to, the thing is you like to look at the recipe because sometimes when you're doing it, you forget the steps or the times. And I stuff couldn't. Like I'm saying. I've done you, it. I've done it before. It's sort of like uh, the smoothies. At first, I needed to stare at the screen, the Martha Stewart page. I'm like, all right. A uh, uh, little bit of yogurt. Yeah, right? yogurt. All right, now the fruit, orange juice. Like, <laughs> I used to have to look now. I don't even measure it. You I do it instinct. Yeah, I just know. I'm like, all right, that's what it is. You know what you I know? like to do with blender drinks? Improvise. Sometimes you try a little bit more, a little bit less. You get your own flavor, right? You throw throw different things in the mix. So I guess you could possibly bake a cake without, I'd prefer without the a recipe, I'd but prefer it'll probably that. suck. Yeah. You could go to trial for public urination without an attorney, but. Uh, you'll get fined. You know, yeah. You'll, you, you probably. Uh, you'll lose. You'll probably lose. So why would you go into your fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package? We have a fantasy uh, Hall of Famer and the number one uh, overall accuracy expert on staff, writing articles, compiling rankings, projecting statistics. Our company's been nominated for over 60 fantasy industry awards in the three years. We're here to help you win. Go to rotoexperts.com, use code WINNER, get 10% off. rotoexperts.com, use code WINNER. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ricky Sanders will join us. It's uh, 6 o'clock. Curious to see uh, Ricky's take on uh, tonight's Major League uh, Baseball games from a DFS perspective. Uh, it's been quite a week uh, for baseball DFS, actually. You know, Basically, all you really have to do is just stack the Oakland Athletics yes. on a daily basis. It's unbelievable the run that Chris Davis is on uh, right now. You know, you don't like taking the same players every day, but when Semyon and these guys just keep doing it uh, every day, but it, it's just amazing that uh, Chris Davis has hit a home run now in six straight games against the Texas Rangers. Six straight games. That's insane. I don't know what the Major League Baseball record is, but I'm imagining he's got to be getting pretty freaking close. Yeah, he's raking. You said it, too. It's not just like, like you, six straight games. Yeah, no, his DraftKings points like 32, 26. It's absolutely off the charts. And a good point. The secondary guy, Simeon's been fantastic for him, too. Like, I look up and down that Oakland, that Oakland roster. You're looking at Olsen, Pinder, these guys. They're Gabe. Double-digit runs all the time. Like, they deserve a lot of credit as an organization. Pinders, Pinders do. He hasn't really done yeah, anything. He hasn't been the starter. I'm just talking about for the whole season. Like, all these Oakland guys, he's no, kind of a no-name bunch. They do fantastic work. Like, oh, they've got good hitters. They're absolutely raking. They've got uh, very, very good sure hitters, do, this man. team. They're actually better on the road, too, when they get out of that pitcher's park. Yeah. But they like to hit, you know, they like to hit the ball out of the gap uh, in Oakland. Um, Oakland are a dangerous team. I mean, Seattle um, Seattle's going to have to um, keep keep uh, their head up here. Oakland's not. The comebacks that Oakland have had this week, it just shows, and speaking of comebacks, the Cubs just tied the uh, the D-backs at six. Really? Really? Well, that's, uh, yeah, well I'm, I'm making it up. I wish you were. <laughs> I wish you were. Boxburger. Good stuff. There we go. Yeah, home run. Like, there we go. Like Oakland. Oakland has now pretty much, um, I mean, they've tracked down Seattle. They're one yeah. and a half games behind Seattle right now. And the way that they're playing, Seattle, Oakland's the one that's trending up. You figure, no, they can't continue this, This, you know, continue to play at this rate, but they are. They just are. I mean, they got some good hitters on this team, man. You go down the list from Lowry to Chris yeah. Davis. Lowry's having a wicked year. Uh, Piscotti, Pinder, Lowry. Semyon, Olsen. You know what I mean? Uh, Olsen. Chapman. Chapman. Yeah, you go, like, basically every one of these guys, they don't have star guys. If they were a hockey team, they'd be like a hockey team with, like, six 20-goal scorers. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have that. You know, I guess Chris Davis is that star. I mean, hell, yeah. the guy's got 27 home runs and 77 RBIs. So, I guess he is technically the star uh, for them. But, um, yeah, they're, they're a dangerous freaking baseball team that – you know, when, when you can come back when you're down 10-2 and you're not out of a game and you show the resiliency that you do, you have to be taken seriously. I was high on Seattle, but I'm buying, you know, if, if I had to pick one right now, I'd say Oakland uh, catches and passes uh, Seattle. And the thing is, when you look at their pitchers, too, like who do you, who's their best guy, Sean Manaya? Like that's the, the, that's the thing. Ed, they got Edwin Jackson. Could be a problem in a playoff series. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, but yeah, they just got. They're, 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 they're gonna. They're, well, dude, they better do one thing. Rake. And from a fantasy rake, perspective, rake. one thing that it highlights this week too is the fact that just how bad the Texas Ranger pitchers are. But, you know, Cole Hamels is good, but not in Texas. He gets no. killed at home. So they 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 face Cole Hamels. Who else did they face? They faced uh, Minor Perez. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Perez he's and Miner. He's a gas can, so and, Miner. And now you got Bartolo Colon tonight. Yeah, Texas's rotation is the worst. So it's pretty favorable, and the temperatures, it's hot as hell in Texas. The ball is really, really traveling. And the Oakland Athletic bats, the, the theme continues. They're in Colorado this weekend. I know. So it's, it's a good, uh, oh, you've got Colorado. Oh, yeah. That's right. I got, I just oh, got that's a, not good. It's funny. I just got a text from Billy the Doorman. It's o- a three-game set. O- Oakland needs to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're scared. That's the thing. Like we Those got, Oakland bats in the Mile High oh, City. Oh, I is, know. Uh, it's a, it's, yeah. yeah, like I'm saying, that this A's production can continue. I know. And if you look at the schedule, I'm looking right now, the advanced schedule here, the Oakland Athletics. They get Colorado in Colorado. Then they go back home to Oakland, and they get the Toronto Blue Jays and the Detroit Tigers. Oh, t- Tigers are really uh, like there's an opportunity for, for the A's to, to really run. go on a run here, I even agree. though they've already just been on this torrid freaking pace. Yeah, the way they come back from behind in games, man, I, I love I love it. They never quit. And good thing too is they got a real Blake Drannon's got 26 saves, Gabe. That's that's you you saw that game against Texas. Their bullpen can't hold the lead. Boom, Oakland takes the lead. They close the door. That's very, very important. So they're, they're doing a lot of things right. I'm with you. If I don't know what the odds are. Like, do they have a, like, to, to like Seattle or them? I, I'd, I'd take Oakland. I, I, I agree. There's a lot of games left. Oakland, Oakland can get it done. They're second in the American League with 141 home runs. Yeah, they rake. Yeah, it's, been, Big, the, it's, ball it's been the power. Remember, they, they homered in, like, what, 27, 28 consecutive road games? Mm-hmm. It's a long ball. Look. You know, that's only, the that's the modern day game. It's like the Dodgers too. The Dodgers have like 149 home runs or something already. Um, you know, the Athletics are only hitting uh, 248. Yeah, Jed 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 Jed, Rowell, Jed Lowry leads their team in batting average. Guess what his batting average is? Jed Lowry 282. Yeah, yeah 282. Exactly. That's great, a th- great guess. Yeah, good guess. Yeah, good guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually. Uh, yeah, I, I had his stats in front. I, I understand. I'm just saying though. <laughs> All these other teams, Gabe. You know, like how many how many Red Sox hitters are hitting over three hundred? That's what I'm saying. Like you look at Oakland, they're doing. They got Lowry, two eighty two is very solid. Like Davis with twenty seven home runs. That's 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 the bottom line. Another stat that I tweeted out earlier today that's uh, very very interesting. I found I, I found it to be um, interesting because of the home run derby. And there's a talk. Oh, the home run derby ruins people's strokes. No, it doesn't. The home run derby. Guys aren't the same after, and you look at Hoskins. Hoskins on the Philadelphia Phillies is in the home run derby, and uh, the dude's hit four home runs in the last five games post-All-Star break. So he's actually catapulted. Yeah. And it's funny because he didn't have, like last year he, he hit for a ton of power, and people were talking, oh, this kid could hit 50 home runs this year. And you notice this year the power is, in, the power is there, the hard contact's there, but you know, he hits doubles, and he's a good hitter. He's a smarter hitter. I think I think he was actually, I don't know if he's smarter. I think he's trying to hit home runs earlier. I think he was trying to, and he sort of just said, all right, I'll back off and not try to hit home runs. Whatever happens, happens. Because if you try to hit home runs, I don't care who you are. You're not going to do, do it. Exactly. Unless you're Barry Bonds, right? Certain guys were like, all right, I'm going to hit a home run. That's what they did. But, like, even Mookie Betts. They asked Mookie Betts, how come you're not in the home run derby? And he goes, uh, I'm not really a home run hitter. Even though he hits a ton of home runs. And deep, and deep doubles. He basically stated, he goes, I hit it, and sometimes it goes over the wall, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Which is... Good analogy. Yeah. No, but... But Hoskins has taken off since the Derby. Now the power is coming. Now the power surge is coming. 
Philadelphia is also a very dangerous baseball team. They're for real. Um, but uh, Hoskins is uh, – so the home run derby, next time someone brings up, all oh, the home run yeah. derby ruins your stroke, just say, well – Hoskins has hit four home runs in the last five games since he was in the home run derby. And to your point about Hoskins, he's when you have that type of untapped power and you're always trying to go deep, he's just smart. He's a young guy who's figured it out saying, you know what, I ain't going to try to swing for the fences because a lot of the time bad things are going to happen. Just go with your natural stroke and he has so much power. That's why he's spraying the ball all over the field for the doubles and still hitting for power, Gabe. Smart, man. This No, I really, you're, you're right. The Philadelphia, they got Hernandez, Hoskins. There's a couple really dangerous guys on that team. And they're getting Nola, great, for, great pitching in the first half too. The Philadelphia Phillies are a team on the rise. Cubs win. Cubs win. 7-6. Yeah. Cubs win. Cubs win. That didn't go very well. Anthony Rizzo uh, gets his... Uh, well, Arizona pissed away a 6-2 lead. It was very, very poor. We talk about it all the time. No lead is safe in baseball. <laughs> not in baseball. Not in baseball. No. no. Not in baseball. Small plays. That's okay. Last night was last night was good. Colorado was good. We actually did good. We had Oakland, Colorado. We would have we would have swept the uh, Boston minus one and a half. And yeah, thank, thanks for the cancellation. So anyway, I'm over it. Uh, there's a lot of good games tonight. <laughs> I, actually, I'm not over it, but that's okay. There's a lot of good games tonight. I'm uh, I'm over it. It's you know a couple of times a year you're gonna get screwed. That's true. It's it's just frustrating because if I wouldn't have taken them on the run line. I would have uh, I would have won the bet. I would have gotten paid. But since I did it on the run line. Yeah, that's right. They don't cash out the run line. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of frustrating. And it's interesting. Uh, you know, baseball, you can – we said this a lot. If, you're, if you've got time on your hands and you can sit in front of a computer all day, you can make money betting baseball by grabbing both teams. You'll get both oh, teams yeah. plus money yep. in games. You look at a game yesterday between the, the Twins and the Blue Jays. Back and forth. Yeah, the odds, it was crazy swings. You know, they were down. The Jays are down 3-1, then it's 3-3. Then they're down 6-3, then it's 6-6. And then suddenly they lose 12-6 or whatever it was. Right? Like there, So basically there was like five different prices and market sort of zones yep. where the Jays were big favorites, the Twins were underdogs, and then the Twins were big favorites. You could just click plus money on both sides and move on. That's right. When the Jays, it's not worth it if you're doing it with ten bucks. Exactly. Stuff, you got to do with some real money. You know, and that, that's what happened. The Jays were down six to three. They had that huge rally inning. They tied it up at six six. Boom! The market. And then Minnesota goes into extra innings. Gabe, it was crazy. First of all, the Jays could have won. They had runners on the corners. Hot shot that was getting there. Boom! It was a huge play, double play. They picked it off. End the inning. Minnesota goes into the Jays bullpen. They score five. That's torture for people that were at that game. Oh, it was torture for Vince. That actually, like, stuck it out. That, yeah. like, stayed. Yeah. Got to the park for a 4 o'clock start. I don't know, when did the game end? Like, 9 o'clock at night 9.30, I think, yeah. It was it last. Only to lose. Yeah. And they stopped selling stuff, too. No beers after there's, the 7th inning. No beers after the 7th inning. They even closed the concessions, the food. Yeah, you get hungry. They must leave a few concessions open. They have to. They must. I don't think they do. Bring your own. They have some policies now. I was at the other gate six where like families were bringing in sandwiches and stuff like that. I think I think you're allowed to bring in some food. It's one of the stupidest rules in sports. I guess you know they're worried about the drunkenness of the fan, but it's just you know monitor the drunkenness of the fan essentially. Yeah. As opposed to it's the same thing it like for um, like in basketball, they stop selling after the third quarter. 
So, you know, if the, the fourth quarter, the game goes to overtime, overtime, you're screwed. Exactly. If it goes to double overtime or like one of these baseball games that I remember I, I was at a Dodger game once that was 22 innings. It's the longest game wow. I've ever had. I stayed. Yeah, my longest is 19. I stayed. 19. Only because I was like. Uh, 22 innings? I was like, wow, I've already stayed this long, right? And I'm not going to leave now. What's the longest game? Like, how many in, how many innings is it? Uh, I think the longest game in history is 27. 20, 20, 27 innings? 22 innings is insane. Like, I, I thought, like, the last time we went to the game, at 19 innings was crazy. Like, that's nuts. 19 innings is like two games. Yep. But you went to a 22-inning game. Yeah, my game was uh, Cleveland and Toronto was uh, 22, uh, sorry, 19 innings. Yeah, I remember that guy, uh, Rick Dempsey, hit a home run to win the game, I think. Oh, my bad. The longest game ever, 33 innings. 33? Holy. What year? 33 innings in 1984. 33 innings. The game took eight hours and 25 minutes. <laughs> I thought it would take even longer it's than that. It's actually pretty quick. That's what I'm saying. I would. That, that should be 10 plus. That's actually pretty quick, especially for an American League game. 30, 33 innings in eight hours and change? That's very good. Yeah, you consider some like Yankee Red Sox games. Games are four four hours and change in a nine longer, in a game. Like six sometimes, yeah, five. It's they crazy. started Fox at one, man. They're still on at eight at night, these Yankee Red Sox games sometimes. A lot of foul balls. <laughs> yeah, 33. Wow, 33 freaking innings. It was uh, the Chicago White Sox beat the Brewers 7-6. Eight hours, 25, longest game in Major League history, 25-inning affair. 1884, total 33 innings. What the hell, what is this? So is it 25, 33? Ah, uh, okay, all right. It's uh, Pawtucket played 33. Oh, okay. So, so, so AAA versus Major League. Pawtucket played yeah. 33. The Pawtucket Paw Sox. It was them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who'd so they it's sort of. Who'd they beat? <laughs> who'd you know what? It's annoying because it's. <laughs> It's still longest. Tri- it's longest game in professional baseball yeah. history. Triple so not major league, but triple, technically yeah. major league is twenty five innings. Triple A still, it's ball. It's professional ball. Thirty three. So twenty five in major league baseball. Interesting. Who was that? Who played in that one? So here's a list of. Uh, oh wow! Here's the longest doubleheader. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, May 31st, 1964, the Giants played a 23-inning game against the Mets at Shea Stadium. Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at The game lasted seven hours and 23 minutes. It was the second game of the longest doubleheader in history. Wow. Nine hours and 52 minutes. Nine hours and 52 minutes. That's commitment. All right, the longest, yeah, of course the longest uh, nine-inning baseball game had to be the Yankees and the Red Sox. It is, too. Yeah. 2006. I'm surprised not longer. Four hours, 45 yeah. minutes. That's like the longest. That was just regular, nine innings. Regular, so it, did, it didn't, go, didn't go to extra innings. Yeah, mine was the Dodgers and the Phillies. I remember who played. Let's see. Let's see if I punch it in what comes up. Dodgers, Phillies, 22 innings. Boom, here it is. Didn't take long. I was there. July 7th, 1993. And this is the other No, one. that's not the one. That's not the one. No, because I was figure it would be, and I remember, I thought the Dodgers won. 
They just played the other night that took forever, too. I like trying to find games that I was at in past uh, past history. That Indians-Jays uh, uh, game was on Canada Day, too, and uh, Dar- Darwin Barney had to pitch. They ran out of arms, so he came out there, and then the Indians won, uh, got it done in the 19th. Yeah, the other night it happened with Kiki Hernandez. The Dodgers tapped out. I've noticed a lot of guys are doing that more I now. I hate that. When there are a lot of position players are pitching now. It pisses me off. If you're going to go 16 innings, win the damn game. Yeah. Like that's, you know, but basically they don't care at that point. Yeah. It's frustrating. They give it up. Yeah. It's like whatever, man. It's a game out of I'm so not, many. What am I going to do? Mess up my starting rotation to, you know, so last oh. resort <laughs> was frustrating because I had money on the Dodgers. <laughs> game was tied and. I was like, guys, man, we're running. This is it. And I knew it was going to get to this. And they threw Kiki out there. The game was over, yeah. like 30 seconds later. Remember the Colorado-Arizona game this year? Colorado was up like 16. Like Arizona used like multiple position players. Right, what's your? Uh, what do you got, Kevin? Yankees That's minus bad. one. Oakland minus 145. Tampa Bay minus 105. Two dogs. Philadelphia plus 120. And the Miami Marlins plus 125, Gabe. You betting on a CFL game? Montreal plus 10. Ricky Sanders will join us next. We'll talk some DFS. Baseball DFS.